Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am Forever Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly Neighborhood Clippers podcast. Absolutely. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who uh, bring you locked on Clippers three days a week, but we got some big news. Big and kind of some sad news. We're taking a hiatus until the draft. Yes. There will be an episode the day after the draft, after the Clippers make their pick, the 25th pick, and maybe more depending what happens. Yeah. But we will have our next episode for you on that Friday. Yeah. So. And we apologize. It's actually our first vacation in like three years. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> listen to a bunch of other Clippers podcasts. Listen to Clipset. Listen to 213 Hoops. There's a bunch of hoop ball out there. There's a bunch of uh, clip and roll. There's a bunch of good stuff to keep you satiated. Absolutely. But on this show, mm -hmm. we're kicking things off today, talking about the Clippers contender status. Uh, we'll kind of look back on sort of like what the narrative was surrounding that for this season and kind of look ahead uh, and, and see if there's any kind of questions about that. And then in segment two, we're kind of looking at potential free agents. Uh, some of these are big swings, some of these are small swings. We don't um, really know what the Clippers front office is going to do, no one does. Yeah. So we're, we kind of hedged it between like, if they make a big swing, here's the play. If they make a mm, contact swing. Yes, yeah. yeah. Here's the other play. Absolutely, uh, and then in shavings, uh, there's an addition, finally, not a subtraction to the, to, yeah. to the coaching staff. Uh, and then a possible Jersey Jersey situation, Oof. a throwback, which we'd all love. Yes. And then every single Friday, we bring you Love, Mary, Quarantine. We rank something arbitrarily <laughs> related to the Clippers, and we're either loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. So all that and more coming up right about now. But first, I gotta let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it, which I do. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Clippers Contender Status Scuttlebutt. Yeah. So Kawhi's timetable is just mysterious. Yeah. We don't really know what's going on. Um, some people think he's missing the whole season. Some people think he's coming back for... A third of it, two thirds of it. Um, we don't really know. We're also waiting on any information on Zubats's injury, but that one seems less intense. Yeah. Right? Like, if there would have been surgery or something, I think we would have heard by now. Yeah. I mean, you would think that it would be out there uh, in the open a little bit more than Kawhi's thing, just because of sort of what we know about Kawhi and, ha and how he kind of likes to keep things to the chest, close to yeah. the chest. What if Zoo and Kawhi are just BFFs off court and they have the same inner circle now? Oh, I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Um, everyone else, for all intents and purposes, is as healthy as you can be after the NBA gives you the most insane schedule for the playoffs. Um, coming into the 2021 season, the Clippers were legit title contenders going into the playoffs. No real question about that. They did have to prove it a bit during the regular season to all the upset mainstream sports media yeah. who thought they would do well in the bubble. But if you knew, you knew. Um, so they were contenders. Outlook about the 21-22 season, which is less than 100 days away, with Kawhi's injury, does this status change at all after what we saw in these playoffs? So, like, I feel like it depends on, on what your definition of a contender is. Because I think mm -hmm. that sometimes, especially in the broader scope of conversation, um, Contenders are just kind of the newsworthiest of teams that right. you know will make a splash teams, in the playoffs, like a top four seed. Yeah, right. Inch, like interesting stories. Uh, whereas if 
you're looking at it as purely if this team is 100% healthy, do they have a chance at winning a championship? Yeah. I mean, if your definition is the latter, I would say yes. And I For don't, I, I, like, I don't really know how you could doubt that. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if, once again, if fully healthy. Uh, I don't think, though, like, I don't think that this offseason uh, was a big enough statement to people who maybe aren't followers of the team for us to sort of, I, like, we're not going to get any love in power rankings or anything, especially with yeah. Kawhi out early on. It's once again going to be a prove-it season. Yeah, uh, for and, sure. And, you know, this time... Paul George is going to be, you know, firmly at the reins, um, you know, at coming yeah, off of a for great a season. pretty good part of the season. Yeah. And we a great, assume. Yeah, and a great playoff performance. Like, it's once, I mean, like, I just feel like that's going to be the conversation surrounding the Clippers for the first, I don't know, three to six months, however long until we have so Kawhi back. He, so he's under even more of a microscope. Oh, I think so, yeah. Which sucks. He, it, it, it's so difficult because, you know, you, you watch that playoff run without Kawhi Leonard and... And this is like we're talking before the before the zoo injury too. Like when it was literally everyone but Serge and Kawhi. PG was one of the best players in the playoffs, um, and it feels unfair that he's just going to have a, a bigger microscope on him. But I think you're like the playoffs showed down Kawhi. We're still an elite team. Yeah, we're an elite coach team. A of all, we're one of the best coach teams in the NBA. Um, and you, is running it back, and this is kind of the internal question we're going to talk about a little bit more in the next segment with some possible free agent targets. Like in terms of the core, do we think the Clippers front office has pressure to make some kind of quote unquote substantial moves with trades? Like the the chillest scenario is we re-sign Reggie, we re-sign Batum, we fill in, you know, maybe we bring Patterson back on an actual minimum. Um, my dream is Nerlens Noel on another lower contract or something like that. But basically the exact same squad coming back is kind of what I think they should do. But with this Kawhi stuff, do you think that changes? Like this front office has a bunch of plans. There's probably plan A through plan Z for this front office. But I'm just not sure for one that's kind of showed how constantly evolving it kind of is if we will stand pat. Yeah, so I mean, I guess like the question the front office has to ask itself, and you know, I mean, whether you value a big swing um, or kind of more standing pat, is is running it back enough to take you all the way? And like, so yeah, this season it would have been right. Yeah, like, at fully absolutely. healthy, it would have been. Uh, but we definitely weren't the only team that got hit by the injury bug. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. So, I, I mean, like, I think that that, you know, that is the, the question that you have to ask. I think it is. I think the, the West gets harder next year. We don't know what the hell's going on with Damian Lillard's situation or Portland in general. Get it together, Pacific Northwest. Um, Only weirder and weirder stuff coming out about that bones, situation. If you haven't looked up the Penguin Bones thing with the Trailblazers, just type in Trailblazers owner penguin bones on google and you'll get it um it's safe for work um but i mean i think the west you know obviously golden state's healthier they have we know who they have like the mavs are going to be making some moves um i mean the the top the lakers are going to be still the lakers still going to be a good team i think it's enough to get us there you know like it's also one of those things where if everyone else is getting better do we do what we did this year, which is get to the Western Conference Finals, and after that point, just kind of say, whatever happens, happens? Because with the injuries this year, that was easy to say. 
Because yeah. it was like, if we made the finals with all these injuries, it was like, yeah, I do not care what happens. Um, but also, can we talk about how good it is? That it sucks we didn't make the finals. But if we would have, there's a chance that Kawhi maybe would have played on a partially torn uh, ligament, which would have been a nightmare. Anyway. Are we sure about that, though? Like, I think maybe. I think, you know, there was optimism. Um, right, but that could have been just lip service. I just don't think that Kawhi is in the business of taking any chances with his health. Yeah, that's a good call. Zoo um, would have tried to come back for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But I think, I think it really just puts more pressure to re-sign Reggie and Batum. I think this front office, they tailored the team to what Kawhi wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and what Paul George wanted. Yeah, for Which sure. we'll talk about in the next segment. Very good point. Um, and I think the big, I don't think there's pressure to make a big splash, like to sign a Lowry or something like that. I think it just puts more pressure to run everything back. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be inclined to agree. Look, if you can get better on the margins, uh, which we will talk about in the next which thing. Which we maximize I, this year. Like, margin maximization <laughs> was at an all-time high for the Clippers in the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think the other thing, too, to consider is, sure, running it back like from a talent perspective, it makes sense. I do think there's like some little areas, especially the guard position, right, yeah. where we're paying more than necessarily what we're getting in terms of uh, yeah. the number of guards <laughs> we're, playing, we're, we're paying and what we're paying them. Um, to and, do. <laughs> and, yeah, I think that maybe you got to – Man, maybe you got to offload some of that stuff. Um, so there, there's issues like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like big swing uh, kind of things, I, I think that I would be pretty content if we were able to run it back. Hundred percent. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some potential free agent targets, big swings versus small swings, both sides. But first, we got to give a shout out to Bet Online. Yes. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. Both the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Uh, actually, the NHL isn't. I apologize, but you can bet on some futures if you want to. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On. That is all cap letters, one word. Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back, and you know, last segment we talked about being pretty content with the Clippers running things back. <laughs> yeah. Now let's take a look at like if Flip there flopping. are some moves to be made. Um, we're talking big swings, small swings, any kind of swing that's making contact <laughs> with this Clippers yeah. roster. All right, so what do we got? What's weird looking at this Clippers team is we literally seconds ago said we're happy with running it back. But there yes. also seems to be a log jam at guard. Yes. The center position genuinely has some health question marks to it. Oh, yeah. And the wing position, despite having two top 10, one top three wings, pretty thin yeah. because of the log jam at guard. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with uh, what might seem an illogical thing. Another guard. Another guard. Um, as it stands of this recording, with Reggie Jackson not resigned, Patrick Beverly is a starting point guard with, let's call it, Luke and Rondo as the number twos. Yeah. Because we don't really know what's going to shake out with that. We don't know what's happening with, with Reggie, but if he's back, he'd most likely be the starter. 
Question mark? I think Question so. Question mark? We, he's proven he can do it. For all intents and purposes, man is not a backup point guard because, as we saw, he cannot play point guard and he shouldn't. So if we start Reggie and have Bev as the backup, it's still a lot of like, where's the shot creation coming from when things break down on the bench? So I'm kind of looking for like a north-south guy off the bench or something like that. But again, we have so many guards. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really difficult, um, especially just looking at the breakdown of the numbers. Like Patrick Beverly is owed in the neighborhood of $15 million. Luke Kennard, that $16 million extension kicks in. We're overpaying Rondo at like, what, 7.5 or just under $8 million. Yeah. Uh, yes, And God. that's without Reggie. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so if... That's, I mean, what, quick math, $39 million, let's call it, of guards who were not, I mean, at least so far in this podcast, not considering a starting caliber guard yeah, Luke for this won't, team. I don't think Luke will start. And that's not a knock on Luke, but, like, the lineup, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The starting lineup is so good for this Clippers team that adding him as the one... So that's a He's max, just not familiar. So we have a max player essentially in guards <laughs> who yeah. we don't -wise, for sure. we don't trust to start. Yes, or not um, necessarily don't trust, but maybe aren't the best options. to Well, you start. look at Bev and there's availability. Yep. Um, you look at Rondo and there's also availability because he was banged up at the end of the year. Yeah. Canard, um, not really. He started. He started a weird amount of. Like kind of a lot of games for the Clippers last season. It was in the double digits. It was when we'd be down at least one of Kawhi exactly. and Paul George, which um, you know, makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I don't know who who are we looking at maybe for these for these little swings because this feels like kind of a margin play. Other than outside of the draft, which we already we broke down some stuff in the last episode about drafts. So I mean, on the guard thing, I. I I don't know, like, we have a bunch of guards in here that we're going to talk about, but now that I'm, like, breaking it down in my head... <laughs> Will's head is in his hands right now. <laughs> I'm just like, I, well, part of me is just like, it, we can only, on, like, we can only take on another guard if one, two, ideally two guards are going out. Yeah. Um, and, like, is it, is, is, it, is it a buyout for Rondo? Like, we don't know what's happening with that. Yeah, yeah. So looking at some kind of players on the margins, um, I think someone who could play off ball, uh, maybe not like the north-south scoring, he's not the north-south mm -hmm. scoring option, but uh, is an efficient scorer nonetheless. Bryn Forbes, um, coming off- He destroys the Clippers. Uh, he has lit it up with the Spurs versus the Clippers. Uh, he has a $2 million player option with the Bucks. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, he's in a uh, he's in a final, so I don't know yeah. what it would take really to um to lure him away from that situation. Uh, and I don't know how much yeah, more like if we he could... wins the finals and then it's like we'll give you three million dollars <laughs> or something. I mean, five well, or... if he because you got to remember Patterson's contracts coming off the books, yeah. So that's an extra one and a half million that you're not spending on Patrick Patterson, yeah, because he should have had the regular vet man. Yeah, he was making three mil last year. You think we bring him back for the vet man again? I think so. He's a great locker room dude. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. He, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, you know, yeah. he's he's playing a competent like fourteen minutes a game in the playoffs. Yeah. You gotta think if he turns down that player option, the Bucks will do up to what they can to bring him back to try and bring him back. Yeah. But I mean, that number, you know, if you're looking at him in the two to for 
I don't think Clippers could go as high as five, but we could if we get some guards out. I think that that's a pretty quality contract, um, just depending on what he looks like. I mean, he might be asking for more than five, though. And as I mentioned initially, I mean, he's not like the dynamic scorer. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't need him to be like a... a it's so funny, because I honestly feel like what we just described is Lou Williams. Like, yeah, having him as that would yeah. be clutch, but he can't play defense. Yes. Which this team... I really hope this team leans in its di- defensive identity next season and plays this clamp city basketball. Let's stop with that. The, well, that's what I mean. Like That's over. We're I want to see that. that kind of actual product on court. Name aside. Because in the regular season, it was not there. We weren't, like a, we weren't a brutalizing defensive team. Now, another thing to factor into this conversation is if Patrick Beverly is in fact available and is in the starting backcourt, or not the starting, but he's in yeah, the back, the starting point guard, yeah, he's in the backcourt for the bench. I mean, that does really shore up some Helps issues out a lot. defensively, for and sure. he can play great off ball. There's also another question with Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay, he says he wants to go home or wants the bag, which means he has literally no preference because those options, like that's insane. Um, he did an interview saying that if the Nets offered him five for 125, there's a high likelihood he would go back. No shit. But if they offered three for 60, quote unquote, well, anybody can do that. Oh, yeah. He can get three for 60 from, sure. I think, I mean, any team that can do it without severely hard capping yeah. themselves. It seems insane to think that the Nets would offer you five for 125, given the fact that they have three max players on their team. Yeah. So I don't think he'll end up with the Nets. But he talked about how he wants to go home. Dude, he's from L.A., and if you haven't gathered, if you're listening, I'm not sure I wouldn't rather just have Reggie. <laughs> I got to agree with he you. He knows the team. Like, so, like, this, this would be, to me, a big swing, and in this, you are letting Reggie walk, yeah. and you are picking up. And it's know. not like a knock on Dinwiddie being bad. It's just this team is an old team, and I think comfortability is such a big thing with older teams. Yeah. That having a dude back who also loves this team the team saved him is he said these guys saved me like side note could reggie get even better this offseason the sky's the limit for reggie jackson as far as i'm concerned um we'll have a big three if reggie resigned <laughs> <laughs> um and then you have a note in here about josh richardson so i'm kind of on the fence to out about to, to basically out about this i mean he's got a player option with the mavs it's worth 11 million um, yeah, we definitely can't come close to anything that resembles that. He's yeah. not worth that amount. I would say, of money. imagine replacing Reggie Jackson with Josh. Like it would be. Horrible. He's not worth be, that yeah. amount of money. Um, I think that, like, let's assume he opts out of his player option just because he wants to get some actual playing time. See what's up. The yeah. fit in Dallas seems to be kind of up and down. Yeah, uh, you know, we didn't really see much of new head playoffs. coach too. Uh, but he would provide kind of a different look. I mean, he can theoretically shoot threes. Hasn't been doing it that that great. But, you know, he did a couple times versus the Clippers. Yes, he did. Uh, and can defend a little bit, uh, which is interesting. You know, he's kind of a tweener, again, between like a shooting guard, kind of small forward. Uh, so I think it's interesting. Like, once again, so many dominoes would have to fall for this. Like, we'd have to unload some guards to free up some salary. He'd have to turn this down and be willing to take a pay cut. Yeah. To be convinced that, you know, we could roll-wise use him a little bit better. Right. Um, you got kind of a big name on here. Kind of a big dog guard. Devontae Graham? Yeah. Yeah, this is weird. So he's kind of been in the, like Clippers Twitter has tweeted us a couple times about maybe trading for Devontae Graham. And I was always kind of against it for trading him. 
But now, this is interesting. He has a $4.7 million qualifying offer that he should probably turn down. He's, I mean, unless you're injured, I feel like almost no one takes the QO. Yeah. Or you're Nerland's Noel and you make a big old mistake. Yeah. Um, Nerland's Noel, excuse me. But he'll be a restricted free agent so the Hornets can... Like, give him a qualifying offer. He can mutually kind of turn it down. Like, when we gave Tobias that contract extension, he was like, no, that mm-hmm. makes sense. You're going to get it more from somewhere else. And the Horns can see what offers are coming in. But I don't know. He, we've seen him shoot well. Like, we know it's there. He'd be on a lot had, better team than the Hornets. Had kind of a down year this year. For sure. Because they were, I mean, you add LaMelo and how great with Terry Rozier was playing. Like, it, it really is an odd man out situation. Yeah, uh, like once again, they're in the same position as us, kind of a log jam of guards. Like yeah. you, you kind of have making to making big money. You well, have to, yeah, you have to make decisions uh, about that. And I mean, the Clippers will too, even if even if they want any of these players. Uh, so another thing, yeah. Now let's get to the wing thing, because like, dude, honestly, until you mentioned this, I hadn't even thought about it, and I think that's because talent wise, we're so top heavy at the wing. But we have four on the team. Five, if you can't man. I know that we traditionally think of this as like a wing-heavy team, which I don't disagree with. You know, the biggest knock forever on this team has been that there's not a true point guard. I get that. Yeah. Whatever. If anyone comes at me with that argument next season, I'm putting them in a chokehold because (laughs) we got the truest of point guards in Rajon Rondo, and jack shit was different. So hear me out. (laughs) Add another wing in the mix. No, it's better than a six-piece. Seven <laughs> You're not wrong about that. So the wings on the team are Kawhi, PG, Mook, Batum, hopefully. Maybe. And then... Terrence Mann. And then Terrence Mann, who's like a two-and-a-halfer, and one of those... Like, three of those wings are starting. So yeah. that leaves two on the bench, but who are going to be... Like, I, I think we might need a wing. So I, I kind of feel like we're at a slim margin for error. Uh, yeah. And I thought that we felt that in the playoffs for sure, especially when Batum, with whatever was going on there, which we'll probably never fully know, uh, those yeah. minutes were severely reduced. Yeah. Um, which I'm we assuming... We literally will never know about that. We will never know, <laughs> but I'm, you know, it has to do with injury The management. French national team is going to like have a tweet with like, oh, because of a lingering hamstring issue, and we're all going to be like, there it is! Yeah. Uh, So I I think looking at that, um, you know, it makes sense to add another player at the wing position. Also, you got to think. Because Kawhi's gone for the first part of the season. So we're effectively, we're down to four wings. Yeah. Yeah. For some portion of the season. And you got to think that there's a lightening of the load for Nick Batum in the regular season. As much as they Oof. can. I mean, with Kawhi out, probably not, which is what sucks. Yeah, that's true. That's going to be really tough. Uh, so, yeah, I think one more in the mix. A name that I can't get out of my head just because of, <laughs> I think, contract- style. Yeah. Because of contractually, it, it makes sense <laughs> without us having to, you know, jump through a bunch of hoops. I'm going to throw a name at you. Maurice Harkless. Oh, dude, the Hulk for Harkless campaign was one of our early uh, Clippers fan movements that involved people filming themselves while driving honking. Anyway, so I'm not mad at this at all. Look, he finished the I season. I hope Robert Flom's listening to this because he would love this as well. He started the season with the Heat, finished with the Kings, uh, you know, on a $3 million deal. Look, at this point, I think he's passed the big deals uh, of his career. Yeah. I, I think so. No disrespect. Right. But I don't think he's getting like that 15, 16 range that he was when we were paying him last time he was on the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i not mad at it, dude. Solid defender. Um, 
kind of a black hole on offense. <laughs> yeah, teams do not care about him on offense. But regular season wise, but he wouldn't be in the starting lineup where yeah. he should not really have been for this Clippers team initially. Right, that's a good call. Yeah, shout out Doc. Um, I like that idea. I am fully on board this Mo Harkless train. And not just because we can bring back the honk for Harkless campaign, which is both unsafe and fun, which is the best two combinations. But <laughs> yeah, like salary wise, what? He was making what? Like three million for Sacramento? Yeah. Man, if Could, we I mean, and like if you can once again, if you can talk a guy into a role and like now we have Which the, we have now. And and we have the case studies too. Like, look what happened with Terrence Mann. Look what happened with Reggie Jackson. Nick look Petun. what happened with Nick Patino. Yeah. We can, you know, we can revive a career. We can get you going. Or give you a shot. Yeah. Not even revive a career. Because like for Mo Harkless, it's like his career is his career. It's a fantastic career. He's a great NBA player. Um, but this is the this is the like maybe tail end. This is the cherry on top of your career. Yeah. As you come in, you help in the regular season. Um, by all for everything we've heard, fantastic teammate too. Oh yeah. He yeah. knows Ty Lue. He was great in the locker room yeah. anytime I interviewed him. Dude, fuck man. I'm on I'm on board this Harkless train now. I yeah, I kinda like it. So let's add him. Let's cut. How about this? We could sign Patrick Patterson and Mel Harkless for the same amount that we paid only Patrick Patterson last season, probably. You think we get... Isn't the min one and a half? Yeah, you think he comes in on a min? I think if you pitch it right, he does. I think the pitch is key. So, what? It, yeah, I think that you could do it on two years if you give him a player option on the second year. Sure, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, man, hell yeah, dude. Shout out Mel Harkless. I hope he's listening. He's probably not. Um... Coming up, we're going to be closing out, uh, talking some assistant coaching hires, which thankfully we've heard something, uh, some, some possible Jersey stuff. And then, of course, they love Mary Quarantine. But first, Will, Built Bars, what is up with these things? All right, so Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar Facts. on the market. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors for those with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Ooh, yummy. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. You want your protein bar to work for you, not the other way around. But best of all, Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, which makes them great for the keto diet. Get a load of this flavor profile. Cookies and cream, 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. All the good highs, all the good lows. And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. For a limited time, you can get a free cooler with purchase. It's very exclusive. Only while supplies last. You're going to want to get on this. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome to Shavings. Hey, what's going on? Shame. We're here. It's our old pod. Good time. Um, per Shams, who usually doesn't cite his sources, he did this time. Um, <laughs> he said the clip shots fired. Dude, cite your sources. Yeah, and, and it's not even the actual source. Just say sources. Yeah, that's all we need. 
Um, say, I learned this from oh, here's <laughs> from Chris's tweet. You know what I want to see? You know how there's like that stat of like the the Pentagon gets hacked or gets attempted to be hacked x amount of day, like x amount of times per day, mm-hmm. and it's like a million times. Or I would love to see the amount of times that like Woz or Shams has to use their like. Oh, I guess I'm trying to log in from Twitter from a different location. You know what I mean? Like, oh, good call. What's yeah. their Twitter security like? Yeah, probably a nightmare. Um, anyway, different pod for locked on passwords. Um, Sham said the Clippers are in serious talks to hire Brian Shaw as an assistant for Ty Lu. Um, I'm all for this. So, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, he was promoted to head assistant with the Pacers. Hey, hey. Uh, Paul George had good things to say about him, which I just want to... I, I They're wanna, close with Paul George. He's close with Paul George, yeah. I want to take a side note on this. Okay. Is Paul George doing more GMing than Kawhi? <laughs> he might be, dude. <laughs> we have all of Paul George's friends. Like, we're picking his assistant coaches. I think you're totally right. I'm not saying it's yeah. a positive or a negative. Patterson is his friend. Reggie's his friend. But for as much as people talk about Kawhi kind of running the franchise, it PG seems like a PG lot of, is pulling some strings, PG man. PG has a lot of PG apologists. We got Boogie. We got Patterson. Reggie. That's a good call, dude. Um, uh, but anyways, <laughs> back to Shaw. Yeah. Um, like I said, time with the Pacers was solid. Uh, he did get fired as head coach of the Nuggets. Look, losing record, pretty bad in just under two seasons, but it was after George Carl. It was kind of like a weird... Goofy time. It was kind of a transitionary the classic, period. The classic scenario in the NBA that happens to black coaches where... You're not really in a position to succeed. Yes, a black coach will get hired, and look at the Nate McMillan thing. Yeah. Where it's like, you didn't, you didn't take our... Seven, eight, nine seed to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Get out of here. It's trash. And it happens way too much. I mean, the Pacers have injuries too. Whatever. That's, yeah. a, that's a subject for a whole nother thing. F the thing. Pacers, F the Blazers. He also did work for the Lakers uh, under Luke Walton. Actually played with the Lakers as well with Ty yes, Lue. Um, you know. He doesn't seem know. like he's friends with Luke Walton, which is a plus. I was going to say, the <laughs> only thing that, that gives me pause is actually the Luke Walton thing, more so than the Nuggets firing. Yeah. And that's Luke Walton's fault. Yeah. Not Brian Shaw's fault. Um, he coached the G League Ignite team, which I love from a developmental standpoint. Like, yeah, I mean, we're missing developmental coaches. Yeah. I mean, and we've seen some great coaches come out of there. Yeah. Nurse, you know? Absolutely. Let's get it done, Clips. Hire Brian Shaw. Yeah. Let's just do it. Um, we had, so this is kind of cryptic. This could be nothing. It could be something. But there might be a return to the classic script jerseys next season. I love it. Can I say I'm I'm very psyched Dude, for it. It's so here's the thing that's frustrating with these jerseys in a, in a good way. Like it was a Lob City era which made a lot of people who weren't even interested in basketball Clippers fans. Yeah. It made it. And it's you know, it is very much a rip off of the team across the hall jerseys. That's kind of what Sterling did. It is part of a Sterling era jersey which has obviously some pretty horrible connotations because of all the horrific racism and the fact that the team was owned by someone who made rent control have to be invented in Los Angeles. Yeah. But jersey-wise, strictly on court, I would love a return to these jerseys. It's an era of the team that I genuinely feel is too important to be ignored from a throwback perspective. It made the Clippers what they are. It got us to this point. You know what I mean? Like, we needed Lob City to get Kawhi and PG. And I think that those jerseys, I think having one as a throwback makes total sense for this team. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's like you said, it's 
it is a part of this history for for better or worse. It's not a Donald Sterling jersey. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, and just aesthetically, I kind of like it being a, a bit of a change up from you know the new jerseys, which you know generic. Uh, yeah, well, and then you know the Mr. Cartoon ones, which are good. Love those. Yeah, yeah, which are good, but yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm feeling a little nostalgic for him to be perfectly honest. Let's do honest. it, man. Yeah, um, Joey Lynn posted a Photoshop of Kawhi and an updated version of the blue Los Angeles script jersey. We quoted it and said, Clippers, please do something like this next season. And then Max Riza, who is the director of team operations, threw a classic thinking emoji in the replies. I, I would love this if this happened. And I think from a marketing perspective, which is what all this front office has cared about in terms of jerseys, go for it. Like, Yeah, why not? Bring it back. Um, finally, shout out Max also. Max does so much work for the Clippers as a director of team ops. God damn. Shout out to everyone on team ops. Shout out to Charlie Widows. Shout out to the marketing department that didn't tell us about the Batum Battalion. That's sick. Um, closing out this Friday episode. We're closing on a high note. Off-season Clippers activities in this week's Love, Mary Quarantine. It's the last one uh, for two weeks. This is a fun one. Yes. So we're picking things that we think the Clippers should be doing in the off-season. Will, why don't you start this one off? All right, so uh, Zoo's Blues. Okay. Uh, unable to play in the offseason due to the knee thing. Of course. Zoo dedicates his time to blues music. Ooh, those um, Croatian blues. Yes, yeah. He gets really into it, kind of like, uh, you know, they talk about like Robert Johnson, like learning the guitar and he did a deal with the devil or whatever. Zoo also just learns guitar really, really fast. Dude, that'd be, does Croatia have a big blues scene? I don't think so, which I think is like maybe why he could. Historically, they could probably have enough to sing about. I was going to say, like, you know, maybe he could get drawn into the medium. He's just an open mic with a fedora and an old guitar, and he's like, hi, I'm a Beats Zubak. They're like, we know. Yeah. All right, I'm on board with this. Maybe songs something like Popcorn of My Soul or (laughs) Pretzels of My Soul. The man loves pretzels. The family loves pretzels over there. Yeah. Um, My Tall Mom is. Zoo's mom. My tall mama. Excuse me. I feel like that's more bluesy. Zoo's mom is like she's over six. She's huge. Oh, I mean the family is is a giant family. Big stock over there at the Zubats farm. Yes. Um, We got Ty Lu's package stews. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking Ty Lu to get his mind off of basketball. He wants to dive a little bit more into his, you know, investments. He hurls himself into owning his own business. Well, I mean, you know, these are investments for him. Right. He's he's thinking about the future. Hey, hey. He's always a couple moves ahead, as we've seen. Yeah. So he creates his own kind of Uncle Ben's-esque pre-packaged stews, completely Mm -hmm. dehydrated. You just add water, you got a stew, baby. Well, then you got a Patterson tie-in there, too, where he goes, you just need to add water. Ask this guy. And Patrick Patterson's like, I love this stew. Oh, dude, I love it if he's the spokesperson. I'm mad. Um, Then we got Luke Kennard's Big Backyard Restoration. Okay. Uh, Luke channels what I can only assume he did to make money in high school in Ohio, which was mowing lawns. And so it's just him with a classic push mower. Ten bucks an hour. Lawn looks great. That's it. Okay. Only ten an hour, huh? Well, this is more of a, you know, he's he's helping out the community. Oh, it's all it's like a it's like a fun it's like thing. A community service. You still gotta pay him. <laughs> cash, no Venmo, cold hard cash. He's very particular about getting cash. You what guys you, want me to mow this yard, or you want me to just hit a couple from deep? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can either mow the lawn, or I can hit some forty footers. Um, what do you love on Marion and quarantine? Um, 
I'm I'm gonna co-love Zoo's Blues and Luke Kennard's Big Backyard Restoration. That's a good call. Uh, I, I mean, I think these are fun times. Uh, you know, both of these guys obviously could be working on basketball-esque things. Sure. Um, you know, but a they need, bit we're more. taking some time off. Uh, they you got, take you some gotta time have off. a little bit of time off. It's 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 essential, especially after just a rigorous, rigorous postseason, which we can't talk enough about. No. I'll never forget. I that. will never forget. And now we have like 19 days in between finals <laughs> games. Anyway. Uh, but I get a Mary Ty Lou's package stew. That's just, you know, we've had a couple real solid ideas in this segment before, <laughs> all of them product related. <laughs> this is up there with. We're marketing guy. This is know? up there with Landry. Get at us. <laughs> this is up there with Landry Shamit's Laundry Jammit. Yeah. Wine in a box for the Vita Zubots. And this is the third one <laughs> Ty Lou's package stews. This is it. There's a whole Clippers food line that is not being created and it's disappointing yeah yeah i feel like it honestly pretty low overhead for this too it's i mean stew. it's hard to get nationwide distribution i'm sure in grocery stores but with a product this great are you kidding me look it's when gonna you're, fly off the shelf when you're in the los angeles market you can do things like boogie cousins and just do random trojan condom commercials yeah so they I could think, do a commercial with alan iverson and, and he would be like i just got stepped over by this flavor or a tyler's <laughs> like hey i brought you some stew and then he falls and then LA is like no i got it and then he steps over and eats the stew <laughs> There's a lot of great things Look, to be done with if this. If the Clippers marketing team steals this idea like they stole Batum Battalion, <laughs> I will be much more upset. And you're quarantining none of them. I'm quarantining none. No, none I love I love the backyard restoration. I love Zoo's Blues. I'm quarantining none of them as well. I'm loving packaged stews and, back, and big backyard restoration. Okay. Just makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, Patrick Patterson in that tie-in. Love that. I'm marrying Zoo's Blues. Okay. There's Zoo's a quiet guy. Yeah. He's a soft-spoken individual, a gentle giant, if you will. Yes. There's got to be some underlying emotion in there that he can only get out through slide guitar. No, I love it. He's I also mean, playing slide guitar. Oh, He's not yeah. playing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the, the sit, like old school... Okay, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I'm with that. Uh, and it is sad. Yeah. I got the zoos. Yeah, yeah he's just doing the <laughs> His first song is definitely just the Kraft Mac and Cheese, but it's he's like, I got the zoos, and his family's like, eh, stretch it out. They're doing the, they're like, yes, and? and yeah, and. Um, his family also noted great improvisers. Yeah. Oh, his mom was riffing. Yeah. Um, his brother was like, I got all these pretzels. Anyway, um, we're going to leave you on that fantastic note. Clippers Marketing, if you're listening, you take any of our ideas, just give us a shout out. Um... Next episode, which will be coming at you July 30th. We are going to be recording in Alaska. You might hear some eagles in the background. You might hear some bears. They might want to join. Um, taking a big family vacation. Whole squad's going up. I've never been on a plane with more than one person that I know. This is going to be a good time. All right, next episode. This was such a fun time. Thank you all for hanging with us. We'll be coming at you July 30th. We're taking a big family vacation. It's me. It's Will. It's a couple other people we spend a whole bunch of time with. Um, Going up to Alaska. First time I've flown on a plane with more than one person I know. Hope we don't get kicked off. Um, but we will have an episode after the NBA draft on July 29th. We'll be back at full strength after that. Hopefully nothing insane happens while we're gone. We can only hope. We can only hope. We're not going to have cell service for part of it, so who knows what's going to happen. Um, will, where can these dedicated off-season Clippers fans tell their friends to listen to our podcast once we get back? You can check us out on June 30th and, you know, three times a week from then on until the season starts again. five days. 
Yeah, man, that's five days a week. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes with the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. It works. It's great. Uh, you know, we're going to be taking a little break, but when we come back, hey, we would love to have you listen. We absolutely would. Thank you all so much for rocking with us in the offseason. We know it's been a, it was a rush up until the end of the season, but we're all just surviving. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.